Welcome to the Theo Pop Culture Smackdown Public Ten Commandments Edition. Oh, the music. <laughs> Wasn't it worth it, though? It was so worth it. So worth to wait it. for the new trick? What? What? Yep, that's happening. We have a DJ. That's happening. Here that happened. in the Theo Pop Culture Smackdown. Welcome, friends. Oh, some pitch bending on, yep. the, on the garage band. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> so, as you all know, we've been talking about the law this week. And the Exodus. And the Exodus. And we've been talking about how we ought to think about our relationship to God's laws mm-hmm. as given to us in the book of Leviticus, Exodus, Exodus, Leviticus. Really, the laws continue into Numbers and Deuteronomy Lots as well. Lots of laws. We Lots kind of, of more or less um, have given that short shrift. You really got to read the book of Numbers on your own sometime as an adult. Yes, I actually, um, as a child, read it and enjoyed it quite a lot. Really? I, ha- I had to be told as an adult that it was supposed to be boring. That's probably not a sentence that's ever been uttered in human history. I know, but you know why? Because I, I really, I have sort of a cinematic reading mind. Mm-hmm. So I was just like enjoying thinking about you know, all these hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> who died. There's just, well, it's just like this, these, this, these are the people of God. And then uh-huh. I'm like, oh, what was this group like? And I what see, was this group like? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I get it. Yeah. I like Chronicles better because it's more detailed in terms of like, they talk about the color of the jewels or, you know, something <laughs> like that. One thing I have noticed throughout these podcasts and talking with you about this course is mm-hmm. you really like the jewels in the Bible. I do. I I'm, I, I come the from the charismatic the tradition. Rhinestones, the rhinestones, the pearls. I come from a tradition that's kind of a bedazzled form of Christianity. Yep, <laughs> so just, I like it. Yep, the sparklies. <laughs> I like I like a sparkly I a think, sparkly character. I think it's very appealing. Yeah, it's um, super fun. I agree. Also, I as a child, I watched all those like Bible movies, mm-hmm. and and so really in my mind, I'm imagining like 1950s Hollywood mm-hmm. bedazzlement, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still fun. I'm there with you. Yeah. You, you're an artist. You like the visual stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think what we need to do is get into this debate for the week. We do. The Smackdown. What is it going to be about? It's going to be about the Ten Commandments. In particular, this fascinating debate that has had flare-ups, we could say, from time to time. It, Many it, a time. It's one of these issues that just kind of keeps coming up. It's kind of like, well, we talked about the Noah's Ark thing. The Noah's Ark, the, the pretend discoveries of Noah's Ark come up from time to time. Yep. Yep. Or sincere. I mean, some of them are pretend. But this is one that flares up too. Over the last 40, 50 years, this has come up several times. It's this question, and it's a debate about the role of religion and Christianity in public life. And it has to do with various, at various times and at various people and various places, try to display a visual copy, often in stone format, of the Ten Commandments in a public place. Yes. Like a, like a courthouse. Yes. There are many instances of this. Um, where it, it, and for you all that, you know, you like to think visually about this, it's sort of like, imagine the movie Moses, the old Charlton Heston, Mm -hmm. 10 commandments, Moses, Mm -hmm. 10 commandments, Mm -hmm. um, displayed somewhere. So should we do this? Should we display the 10 commandments? And I think more specifically, we're talking about, should we do this on public property? So a lot of the instances of this where there's controversy is it it's the 10 commandments in front of usually like a courthouse or a city right. hall right and so and this issue obviously is explosive and blows up into huge areas that we, oh we goodness, deal with yeah. constantly as a nation like are we a quote christian nation 
would we what kind of iconography do we show that displays who we are are we something else can we be a christian nation but not everyone is a christian can a nation actually have a religion right um, there are a lot of debates happening right now and probably whenever you're listening to this about statues and iconography having to do with the confederacy in the united states right, and right. various civil war quote-unquote heroes depending on your perspective and how that works and so this issue of whose visuals get displayed is a pretty tense one Yes. And believe it or not, you know, you may be from a background where you have a strong position on this. So if you do, um, hopefully this will be a good stretching experience for you because there are people who are devout Christians on both sides of Mm. this debate. You've probably noticed that in these debates, we've tried always to pick topics at this like magical intersection of pop culture and the topic we're on for this week and something which two Christians, namely us, can have a genuine debate within Christianity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you can be a devout follower of Jesus and think that it is certainly right Mm -hmm. and good for the Ten Commandments to be displayed on public property in these United States. Or you can be a devout Christian and believe that we should not display the Ten Commandments anywhere on public land in this great nation. What's what's your sense Dr. Payne like of like why are people trying to do this? Like when people do it, when 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 one of these monuments is put up. What's the theological statement? Like what's why are people doing it? Hmm, well, I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said it's it comes down to trying to make a statement about being a Christian nation, but specifically um, being a nation whose legal system mm-hmm. is based on Christian principles. Right. And so then um, the idea is the oldest version of Christian law, mm. like be it, it's making a statement about the oldest Christ- version of Christian law being mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. and then saying like we want to reflect mm-hmm. like the fact that our laws are built on this Christian principle right. that is found in the Ten Commandments. Right, right. Okay, that makes so, sense. So yeah, I mean, I think that, and then of course the argument against it. Well, we'll get to that. Well, we'll get to that yeah. now. Do you have an artifact for us that we can really latch onto, like an actual artifact, I like do. a moment, like a flare-up in this? We, we we want something concrete here. We, I we, do. I think we understand the issue. Probably most students would understand just based on that. But we want something concrete. What have you got? Yes. So on June twenty eighth of this year. Um, which I, I don't know if I should even say the year because it could be any year because this happens a lot. But very recently. Yeah, it could be the June 28th of whatever year you're in right yeah, now. Yeah, very recently, a Montana man was charged with toppling ten, a Ten Commandments <laughs> monument in, Mo- yeah, in Montana. like the Flathead County Courthouse. I see Montana people doing stuff like that. Oh, you know? it feels very Montana. I'm not from Montana. Where's, who's Mon- feels where's Montana? Where's Montana out there? <laughs> yeah. It says Montana police arrested a man they said pulled down a Courthouse Ten Commandments monument with a chain and a pickup truck. <laughs> so that that in and of itself feels very regional. Um, so yeah, he was charged with felony criminal mischief. Can for I, doing this thing. When I was driving out here with my brother-in-law to come move out here in 2011, oh, he and okay, I, we yeah. stopped into a, a restaurant. It was kind of like a little bar and grill place. And we walked in and it was just like a bar with like all these guys in cowboy hats. And they all like in a movie turned their heads and <laughs> stared at us. This is in Montana? In Montana. That for feels like, right. That feels right. And I was like, should we leave? <laughs> I did, We didn't know. We stayed, but it was uncomfortable. We also ate a lunch underneath a giant mounted elk head Whoa. while we continued to feel that maybe we were going to be murdered. That almost feels like overkill. That seems like way too Montana or Texas, you know? I know. Well, that's, somewhere in that. Sometimes in this in this life though, you say to yourself, Am I living in a movie? 
I had my daughter, my sixth grade daughter wanted to have this debate about, apparently she heard about this from somebody. I don't know where I need to monitor my kids' friends more closely about whether we're living in a simulation. Oh. Have you heard about this kind of thing? Okay, like the seems Matrix like seems like kind of a non-Christian way to think about the world, which we discussed also. Uh-huh. But <laughs> interesting. Um, anyway, you got to wonder sometimes. Yeah, that one would make you think that. Yeah. So anyway. the idea is, was this man right or wrong mm-hmm. to take these down? Actually, that's not what we're debating. Well, we're debating whether or not they should have been put there in the first place. In the place. first place. So w- the debate is, uh, should we be dis- should we should should we be displaying, say, the Ten Commandments publicly on, or really it could be any. You know, you could also blow this up into like any kind of biblical verses or any kind of monument of Christianity. But let's we're sticking with the Ten Commandments. Should we be displaying the Ten Commandments publicly on courthouses as a symbol of law in public spaces as a sign of our biblical and political heritage in America? There we go. Pro says, yes, we should. Khan says, no, we shouldn't. You know how it works. And you're going to have to be thinking about this yourself. The coin toss. Are we ready? We are ready. Ready. And coin toss. Oh, wait. We got to call it. You call first. Okay. Um, Heads. Okay. And it's heads. You get to choose. Oh, yes. Okay. 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 Who, as always, I should have thought about this beforehand. <laughs> um, I'm going to go pro. Whoa. I'm going to okay. go pro on pro. this. I'm Dr. Doke pro. is for it. I'm for, for it, which means you are con. I'm against it. And um, I am ready to be timed. I am ready to argue. Three minutes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three minutes starts now. I think a lot of the arguments here about this. <laughs> <she's> <laughs> I'm trying to fake already. them out. Trying to- I get that time back. Okay. I think a lot of the arguments about this are, it follows similar lines to the arguments that we're having about other kinds of iconography and statues and things. Like, for example, we can learn from the past and so on, but we can't really erase the past. Okay. That's not even a line I want to go on because I was going to say, you don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot. I'm wasting everything here. It's going so badly. I'll give you an extra 30 seconds. Go. Here's the thing. We can't. (laughs) We, we can't erase who we are and where we came from. That's true even for undesirable iconography. But in this case, we don't even want to erase who, who we are and where we've come from as a nation. Even, okay, even secular or secular-ish political revolutions in the 17th and the 18th century when America got its start relied heavily on the Bible, relied heavily on on, on Christian tradition and on Judaism insofar as for Christians, Judaism is canonized in the Bible. Um, for example, this is kind of a deep cut, but I'll go there. Um, Hobbes's Leviathan, written in the 1600s, which Whoa. was a major political treatise of its time, was all about appeal to Mosaic law. Like there was a, you know, a, a, so, so even when they were doing these revolutions, even when democracy was being born, there was an appeal still to, to Christian values, to law. The Bible was still... Um, a document that was revered and used not just for its spiritual, ethereal, heavenly kind of qualities, certainly has that, but for its very grit, gritty, real political arrangements, right? And they found ways to even see things like democracy in the Bible, even though it's not clearly there. And, and they found ways to, to, really, to, to really make the Bible work in a political sense for a new society. So we came from an environment like that. And by maintaining something like the Ten Commandments in a public space, we're continuing to acknowledge that. 
last I checked, having Ten Commandments on a courthouse doesn't mean anyone has to believe in the Ten Commandments, doesn't mean anyone's being forcibly converted to Christianity, as far as I know that that's not a thing that happens in contemporary America. Um, the Ten Commandments are pretty universal too, by the way. Yes, there's the thing at the beginning about worshiping God alone. I acknowledge that specifically monotheistic Judaism, Islam, Christianity. But the rest are on solid ground, I think, in terms of 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 murder, of of stealing, uh, coveting. Okay, let's not get into the details, but I think it's a very, <laughs> I think it's a very on the whole, it's a, it's a, it's a very universal law code that really was an early um, enshrinement of a, of a universal human ethic that many of us get behind. Um, there has to be some basis for ethics, by the way, and we need physical and material and a visible basis for that ethics. We need to ground our laws, I think, in the meaning of the universe, in in God. We can't just say, oh, yeah, murder, uh, you know, it could be okay or not okay, but we just kind of like decided together that it's okay. You know what I mean? Like 30 seconds. You really want to ground that in something eternal, something like Mount Sinai and the revelation from God. Obviously, there's going to be interpretation, like what is stealing or what is murder versus manslaughter versus killing and war. We don't need to compulsively pose Ten Commandments as Christians to shove it in people's faces that like, this is the Bible. But if the community, if a community like in Montana, let's say, sees value to this, just leave it or, or, or put it up. Um, shouldn't be done in the wrong spirit, though. We need to leave this up to individual communities. If there's a small town in Montana that wants it, but, you know, New York City doesn't, who cares? All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. All right. It's my turn. I got to get ready to time you now. Dr. Leah Payne, con on this argument whenever you're ready. I am against it. I'm going to argue against the Ten Commandments in public spaces for a couple of different reasons. One is that um, we, even if, if we say that we have a Christian heritage as a nation, then putting up the Ten Commandments really makes us hypocrites. Um, and then second, it's just too complex and impractical to actually execute. So first, we have to ask ourselves, are we actually... Like, is this um, posting the Ten Commandments in any way like a faithful homage to the past? Well, I don't think the Founding Fathers would agree because the Founding Fathers actually enshrined in like the origins of American society the disestablished relationship between church and the state. So if we say that we are going to somehow put in our like state law places a, a monument to Christian, or if you want to say Christian, Jewish, Muslim, um, legal heritage, then we are establishing what the founding fathers wanted to disestablish. So um, even if we say, though, we're okay with doing that, and we want to promote the idea that we're a Christian nation, actually, are we, doesn't it show that we're kind of hypocritical? Because let's just take the thou shalt not kill thing. We have state-sponsored killing in this society. We have coveting. In fact, we've arguably made an entire society built on coveting, which means that we like try to inspire people to buy things. And we try to inspire that through our ad culture. So we shouldn't do it because we don't even live up to what we would be saying that we're doing. Um, But then here's the here's the thing where I'm going to try and convince you of this, Dr. Doak, which it's just too complex and impractical to do. Because if we say we want to do it, which version should we post? The Hebrew version? You are like one of several hundred people probably who could actually read that or maybe several thousand, but still in several hundred a million people, no one would be able to understand it. If we choose English, 
which version would we choose? Um, we could debate this forever, but if we chose like the King James version, we're going to tick off some people. If we choose like the NRSV, we'll make other people mad. So yeah. Um, uh, wait, how long do you I got have? like 45 seconds? Oh, okay. Um, so if we're, if we're supposed to be a Christian nation, shouldn't we be considerate of other people who live here? Like, shouldn't we be as inclusive as possible? Aren't we excluding people if we are posting the Ten Commandments? Um, really, this is an issue of how Christians should act. Um, if we want to put it up, put the Ten Commandments up there to make some sort of statement to be argumentative with people, I don't think really that's in the spirit of persuading people of the truth of the gospel and the idea that this country would benefit in some way by being based on like the laws that govern it. So if we're not winning anybody to Jesus through this, like, should we even be doing it? The end. (laughs) Okay. Five minute discussion, open sparring, continuing in the persona of the debate. Yes. Okay. About this, about this hypocrisy thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're hypocrites to our own um, Declaration of Independence and our own Constitution that all men are created equal, all humans are created equal. We had a hard time living yeah. up to that for a very long time. We have ideals, of course, that we don't live up to. That doesn't mean we don't have the ideals. It means that we put the ideals in, in each other's faces to say, you're not living up to this. Oh, okay. I forgot to put this in my three minutes, but I'm super glad that you brought that up because <laughs> um, what I what I intended to argue um, was that we actually do have a founding document that says a lot about human value, that guarantees particular rights and guarantees standing under the law, and it is the Constitution. The founding fathers were aware of the Ten Commandments for certain, probably more aware than most Americans are now, but they chose instead to create a secular document. There are like Christianish ideas in it, mm-hmm. but it, it is not actually the the Ten Commandments. Another thing that I was thinking about, and I want to hear what your thoughts on this, is mm-hmm. like, why just the Ten Commandments? Why not put other things up too? You know. Well, right, okay, but um, I think. What do you think about this point, though, about the idea that on a certain, a very specific basis, our laws can't just have its own basis in that we just agree to it together. Yeah. There needs to be something deeper, something like more bedrock. Like if I want to say, you know, I believe that all humans are created equal and have a right to, to happiness. Like someone could be like, well, why? And I can't just be like, well, it's in the constitution. Someone be like, well, who cares? Maybe we should have a different constitution. Um, you know, it, it just, it asks for, it requires, I think another, a deeper level of explanation grounded in, in, in the meaning of the universe in a sense. And to appeal to like concepts like modernity's concepts, like human rights and universal values. I think we see every day that those kinds of things are not, are not even clearly universal human values that can just be kind of ginned up out of thin air. Well, okay, I think that is one of the strongest points that you make, but I'm going to counter that by saying, certainly, if you want to be a responsible citizen of the world, Mm -hmm. then I think it's good to have a transcendent and maybe even more ancient document than the U.S. Constitution. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're going to be an American, Mm -hmm. um, you say that we are constituted by, in part, by this document, Mm -hmm. which says we the people of the United States, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 um, that has this idea of transcendent human value that is not Mm -hmm. the Ten Commandments. I think what I'm trying to argue is that the Ten Commandments is sort of an arbitrary choice. Mm -hmm. Like we could use other documents, but we need to use, like Mm -hmm. on public land in Mm -hmm. these United States, we need to use the the document of this governance even right. if god's governance 
transcends like historical time or something. I do think your point, uh, I forgot to start by saying what I thought was the strong point as we had made a habit of, but never declared (laughs) as law that we must do it that way. Um, I think that the point about the hypocrisy, I think is, is tough for a lot of people um, though, despite my counter argument that like, well, we can live up to because like observing the Sabbath, we don't do that. That's not a thing. No. Um, and moreover, I actually don't typically hear Christians even calling for the fact that people should observe the Sabbath. I think, in fact, it's a call for us to reexamine just how specifically, how specific the Ten Commandments actually are to ancient Israel and to the Christian inheritance of the Old Testament. Well, I think one of the weaker points that I made, and you made the stronger point that you made, was shouldn't we have this like as an aspiration? Like, mm-hmm. just because we can't live up to it doesn't mean that we shouldn't like put it up there for people um, to live up to. I'm going to, I'm going to still say that I'll stand by my constitution argument, but I think that you're right. Like, I mean, you, you said um, coveting and I was like, oh man, I should have thought of that. I think that that's a really, like we could argue that our entire economic system is based on celebrating covetousness. Totally. Is there (laughs) is there a, is there a, is there a a purely, do you think that there's, um, and now we're drifting, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, we're, we're still on the persona. We're, still in the five we're, we're just discussing. Yeah. But I mean, do you think that there's a purely secular counterpart to the idea of no coveting? In other words, how well do you oh. think some of the Ten Commandments would translate into like a, like, let's say somebody, not you or I, we wouldn't want to do this as Christians, but let's just say for some civic, like national purpose, we wanted to take the Ten Commandments and like translate them into a secular kind of counterpart. Like, is there a secular counterpart to the idea of a Sabbath that makes sense? Is there a secular counterpart to the idea of don't covet that we could appeal to on some kind of universal basis as a country that didn't rely exactly on Mount Sinai? Or is it that specific, if that makes sense? Well, that's a really good question. I'd like to hear you reflect on that. I mean, one of the thoughts that I was having while you were talking was there's something about the Ten Commandments in my mind that doesn't make sense Mm. from a like an a religious or Mm. an a theological Mm -hmm. um, background because or argument because I think a lot of a lot of people try and do this right they say that there's like a a, a utilitarian or a, a a useful um argument for something like the Sabbath like mm-hmm. it's good to take time off or something like, like oh that. God commanded that because he had some like really rational purpose in mind yeah or, but I think yeah. in some ways there's a part that it's not supposed to be that way because how mm-hmm. do you like keep the Sabbath holy there's been really good books written about like a way of keeping being conscientious about mm-hmm. like keeping the Sabbath. And there are, are many Christian Jewish Muslim communities that practice this kind of thing in a countercultural way mm-hmm. that is really admirable. And, and probably all of us should do more of that. But I think part of it just is not supposed to make sense. What do you think? Well, here, here's the thing I thought about, particularly about the Sabbath. And this is something that's interesting. I think for our students is there are actually, there are two statements of the 10 commandments in the Bible. Fun fact. One is in Exodus chapter 20. However, there's another restatement of it in Deuteronomy chapter 5. In Deuteronomy, Moses is still, Moses is talking to the people and he's kind of like, okay, everybody, you're about to go into the land. Um, Just a reminder, here were a bunch of the laws, kind of in no particular order, just some different things. Not everything from Exodus is repeated there, but just some things. And one thing that is repeated is, are the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments are slightly different in the book of Deuteronomy on one point, namely on the point of the Sabbath. In the book of Exodus, here's what it says about the Sabbath. This is Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. 
Um, why? Verse 11, for in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated, predicated on the creation event, Genesis one. However, in Deuteronomy chapter five, this is super fascinating. Listen to this. Observe, this is Deuteronomy 5.12. Observe the Sabbath day, keep it holy, same, same, same. And here's the reason though, um, in verse 15, R remember Remember, oh, here, verse 14. But the, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or your male or female slave or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the resident alien in your towns so that your male and female slave may rest as well as you. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt mm -hmm. and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath. Notice that very different reason for the Sabbath. And I can't untangle for you, O students, why the Ten Commandments are different in the two places. Long discussion. Take me out to coffee sometime. <laughs> but I think right there you have something like a very beautiful, something that could have a secular counterpart. The idea that we are released from slavery. So we could celebrate the ending of, we could sub, uh, celebrate the abolition of slavery through the commandment to say we've been released from this kind of slavery where it's just work, 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 work. And you see, you hear this like in blogs and articles and on the news, yeah. like, Hey, psychologists tell us we need to work less and da da da. Like that's probably just good advice Sure. to just like have a day. It doesn't have to maybe be Saturday or Sunday, Saturday in the Jewish calendar. Christians have typically seen Sabbath as a Sunday, but, um, I, I just thought that could be something that has at least a, tra a translation into our lives. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that actually makes me think about um, the holiday that may or may not someday become a federal holiday, Juneteenth, mm -hmm. which is which celebrates the end of the official official right. end of the American institution of, of slavery, mm -hmm. June 19th. Mm -hmm. And so I think maybe you could argue that I guess I sort of reverse that argument and say, oh, you're kind of making like a theological argument for creating mm -hmm. a a. Um, national holiday which mm -hmm. is like we want to celebrate mm -hmm. like the argument for the sabbath is ending slavery and so the like why not sell but i don't know i mean i guess i'm sort of like maybe i have a slight allergy to creating external rationalization mm -hmm. for um biblical mandate because yes. i think that that can go wrong because oh, then totally. all of a sudden if you take the argument away like what totally. if what if we were to discover actually people don't need to rest for 24 actually, hours it's better to work it's for seven better days. to work <laughs> you know like then it's like oh i guess god's then, law is wrong but exactly. then you're in a point where you've got to double down on the other side and you've got to say no now we have to scientifically prove I've exactly heard, and you just don't want yeah. to get stuck in that argument in my teaching of introductory bible stuff throughout the years i've heard a lot of students want to do this or just bring this up like oh i heard like like for instance of all the clean and unclean animals you find in leviticus like the pig is like an unclean animal and we're like, well, why is the pig? And then they're like, well, because pigs are dirty and because this and that. And it's like, no, actually, pigs are super clean. There's nothing wrong with pork. Uh, right, th right. There's nothing right. wrong with pork that you can't also point out is wrong with other types of animals that you can eat. And so I, I agree with you that those kinds of rationalizations tend to go wrong. And I don't love them. Okay, but look, we got to come clean. We have to here. say what we really think. What? What do you do really think, Dr. Doug? Um,. You know, my own personal attitude and way as a Christian in the world is is not all about posting things like the Ten Commandments on a courthouse. Yeah. I think that that kind of stuff is just like, I'm not, I'm really not into the culture war stuff personally. Sure. I understand that it could have some benefits. And I think there are some public things as Christians where we do need to stand up and like for religious freedom and for certain things. Like, and I've, for instance, like when 
in cases, and I'm not even, I'm not like an, an expert on the law or culture to know exactly when this is occurring, but I know that there have been some cultural things that have come up where it's like, you know, certain groups who maybe don't believe in birth control or don't believe in abortion have been forced to maybe comply with things that they feel would compromise that. Right. And I think that those groups, I'm like thinking like, oh, like Christians, we should totally stand up for that and for each other. Like, no, if we want to preserve something in a particular way, we should totally do that. So I'm not against like Christianity in public discussions or anything like that. I guess I'm just thinking the Ten Commandments in the courthouse seems a little tacky to me. Sometimes <laughs> so it's an aesthetic it's argument. It's an aesthetic You're argument. Like, That's just tacky. It seems a little tacky. And I think to myself, hey, like, um, I, I don't want to, I guess my own style is I don't want to force people like force. You must acknowledge my God. You look at the Ten Commandments, walk up the courthouse steps, acknowledge where <laughs> we came from. I yeah. just, it's just not my way. I just don't, I don't feel right doing that. The, the spirit the Holy Spirit's voice inside of me says, says no to that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's not something that I want to participate in, but I'm not ready to tell everybody that you're a bad Christian if you're trying to advocate for something like that staying up. So I'm, I'm kind of like a light con on this one. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm actually, um, I'm also a light con to use your um, language for just for, for two reasons. One was the one that I brought up, which is just the complexity of doing it. So like, how would you actually execute that? Because I think what most people have in their minds is like a movie version that was, you know, like uh, the, the tacky version that you say mm-hmm. that was like, you know, these two kind of arched stone yeah, tablets. Yeah. But then it really does like, which translation are you going to use? And why would you just use English? Because we don't actually have an official language. And like, you know, it just like when you get to the details of it, if, if it's supposed to be a monument that represents all humans that would come into said courthouse, right? then I don't think the 10 command, like it would just get too complicated to do it. You're very smart though. I mean, I think in some ways it's like the people putting these up, they're not really thinking about that. Right. (laughs) They don't. That's what they say. Yeah. 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 And then the other one is just the historical factor where it's like, that's not what, like um previous generations what you said about it being a culture war thing it's just like that this hasn't been a like something from the beginning of the the american republic that people have been arguing about it's a much more recent development which has more to do with a certain kind of culture war than it does yeah you know like preserving a, a kind of american past so yeah i mean that's where i got and and my apology students i got a little ticky tacky in my own area of expertise here <laughs> you know where i'm just like eh um so but i i wouldn't like protest anybody putting them up you wouldn't get I'm just your like, pickup whatever. you wouldn't get, get out the pickup truck yeah yeah Dri- i've got <laughs> drive i don't have a pickup but if, you're, if you're gonna get the pickup truck if you're gonna get out the pickup truck you gotta go to montana at least or Idaho. that's right that's right i think most of oregon is pretty pickup truck friendly oh for sure yeah once you get outside sense. of portland yeah once you get outside of portland it's pickup truck time <laughs> um for you montana people we don't know what to say um you Big invite, sky country invite Mont- us to your small town montana is a beautiful place i oh, love it there, it was yeah. gorgeous just gorgeous yeah. god truly god's country yeah is it a country for the ten commandments those students <laughs> on, a you cor- decide. on a courthouse in public you decide <laughs>